Aloha, and welcome to The Word of Hope with Ralph Moore, pastor of Hope Chapel Kaneohe. Hope Chapel exists to grow ordinary people into faithful, productive followers of Jesus Christ, equipping them through Bible teaching, fellowship, breaking of bread, and prayer. Today, our guest speaker, Pastor Carl Moore, returns with a message entitled, Our Priority List. This is part three. And now with the conclusion of our message, here's Pastor Carl. And in the next few verses, it talks to us about marriage and how to have successful marriages, how to submit to one another in our marriages. So let's go to Ephesians chapter 5, verse 22 through 33 says, You wives will submit to your husbands as you do to the Lord. For a husband is the head of his wife as Christ is the head of his body, the church. He gave his life to be her savior. As the church submits to Christ, so you wives must submit to your husbands in everything. And you husbands must love your wives with the same love Christ showed the church. He gave up his life for her to make her holy and clean, washed by baptism and God's word. He did this to present her to himself as a glorious church without a spot or wrinkle or any other blemish. Instead, she will be holy and without fault. In the same way, husbands ought to love their wives as they love their own bodies. For a man is actually loving himself when he loves his wife. No one hates his own body, but lovingly cares for it, just as Christ cares for his body, which is the church, and we are his body. As the scriptures say, a man leaves his father and mother and is joined to his wife, and the two are united into one. This is a great mystery, but it's an illustration of the way that Christ and the church are one. So again I say, each man must love his wife as he loves himself, and the wife must respect her husband. And what this is saying is it first of all starts to talk to the wives. And we, we talked about this a few weeks ago in the relationship. It's that wives, you've got to allow your husbands to be the man that God's created and called him to be. And then it goes on and it's talking about children and parents in the next part. Ephesians 6, uh, verse 1. It says, Children, obey your parents because you belong to the Lord. For this is the right thing to do. Honor your father and mother. This is the first of the Ten Commandments that ends with a promise. And this is the promise. If you honor your father and mother, you will live a long life full of blessing. And now a word to you fathers. Don't make your children angry by the way that you treat them. Rather, bring them up with the discipline and instruction that's approved by the Lord. It's first of all talking to us as kids, as children, because all of us are children of, of someone in here. So if you're thinking about this, thinking, oh, no, this is only for the little kids to you know, respect me because I'm the parent. Well, remember that you have parents, too. No matter how old you are, you have your parents. And it's just a reminder to us that we need to honor and respect our parents. You know, A lot of us in here are adults, and we're, we're dealing with our own families and our kids and all of that. But when's the last time you actually called your own parents, your mom, your dad? Maybe, maybe you need to take them out to lunch. Maybe you need to spend some time with them. Maybe you need to just honor them and talk to them and just appreciate them. Hey, thanks for all that you always do for me. You know, go do something nice for them. Um, we need to remember to honor that, that submission really starts in the family, I think. Because if you can learn to submit to your kids or to your parents, the ones that know you the best, the ones that live in your house with you, the ones that know how to push all of your buttons and really get you going, if you can learn to submit to them and love them, then pretty much all the rest of the relationships in, in this life are a piece of cake compared to those that know you the best and those that see you in your underwear and those that are dealing with you when you're sick and those that are, you know, all of those things that discipline you and you have to discipline, all of that stuff. If you can learn to deal with those closest to you, 
then you got a really good shot at having a good relationship in your marriage and with coworkers and all these other things if you can treat your family right. So there's a call that we're supposed to honor one another. We're supposed to give respect to one another. And that as parents, we're not supposed to raise our, our kids in a way that we're just out to make them mad all the time or in a way that we're just going to lord over our authority and just run them around and control them and just whatever. Because we have a responsibility to our Heavenly Father who says, you know what, those are my kids too. I'm holding you responsible for raising them right, for bringing them up, as it says right here, for, for bringing them up in the instruction, in, the, in discipline and instruction that's approved by the Lord. Are the way that you're parenting your kids, is that, way, is that the way that God is looking down and smiling and saying, good job, you're making me proud. You know, you're my, you're my child, but those are my kids too. And you're doing a good job in bringing them up. You know, can you honestly say that? And so it's learning to get along and to submit to one another. But part of it is just communicating with each other, is talking through different things, is valuing each other's opinions, being proud of your kids, and kids being proud of your parents. I don't, I don't care how old you are, if, you still, if your parents are still around, that you need to be proud of them, you need to support them, you need to brag about them, you know, you need to speak highly of them. And some of the things that you can do as far as an action, if we give you an action today, try to eat dinner together on a daily basis if possible. I know sometimes some families can't do that, but I know one high school kid that tells me, yeah, three nights of the week I got to eat dinner with my parents. We're busy, but we make at least three nights time for that. You get to discuss what's going on in your lives, what happened that day. You're becoming a family. You're interacting with one another. You're getting to know one another. And here's, here's another good action is a couple of phrases that I... I see are the magic words that I teach the high schoolers to say, and that's thank you and I love you. Because there's a lot of people out there that never say that to their parents and the parents never say that to the kids. You'd be surprised how many there are. Especially in our youth, youth group, there's a lot of kids that come that don't have Christian parents. And so they all have hard times, and I just say, you know what, try these magic words. Try and use thank yous and try and use I love yous. And they're like, yeah, right, I'd never say that to my dad. He's never said that to me my whole life. I'd never say that to him. And I'm like, wow. I, go, I promise you try it. God says, I love you works. But how many of us this week, an action that we could take that's, that's something big is just to tell our kids that we love them or to say, hey, thank you, or to maybe give them a hug. Maybe you don't give physical contact enough to your kids or to your parents. Maybe some of you guys are adults in here. You've never really said I love you to your mom or dad and you've gone your whole life this far. Well, don't waste another minute. But this week, your action you're going to take, just call them up. Hey, I love you. Or maybe an action you could do is spend, spend one whole day. Take them out to eat and just hang out the whole day with either your parents or your kids. Something that's totally just for no reason at all. Let's just go hang out. And I don't mean like, oh, I'm going to give you a couple hours after I get home from work and you're done with school. But I mean, just plan a day. Okay, let's go. Next Saturday, me and you are going to hang out. I don't know. Whatever you want to do, I'll take you wherever or let's go shop together, let's go eat, let's go watch a movie, whatever, let's just hang out. When's the last time you did that with your kids or with your parents? Just give them a full day. But there's an action that you can say, that you can take that says, I'm not just going to think, oh, that was a great you know, topic, a great message, and I'm inspired by that, but I'm not going to do anything about it. But you actually go out there and you do something. Is just, just give them a full day. Then the next verse is, is what we talked about last week in um, chapter 6, verses 5 through 9 about those in authority over you or if you're in authority over someone else. Slaves and masters. It says, Slaves, obey your earthly masters with deep respect and fear. Serve them sincerely as you would serve Christ. 
Work hard, but not just to please your masters when they are watching. As slaves of Christ, do the will of God with all your heart. Work with enthusiasm as though you are working for the Lord rather than for people. Remember that the Lord will reward each one of us for the good that we do, whether we are slaves or free. And in the same way, you masters must treat your slaves right. Don't threaten them. Remember that you both have the same master in heaven, and he has no favorites. This is talking about love for your job, love for the people at your job. Or if you're a student, loving your teachers, teachers loving your students. If you're just an older brother and you got younger siblings, well, loving those underneath you and, and just submitting yourself to them. And same for younger siblings, looking to the older ones and honoring them and loving them and respecting them. It's, it's teaching us mutual respect for the boss's worker relationship, student-teacher relationship, is that we, we would begin to, instead of, instead of complaining about them all the time, we'd actually begin to bless them, and we'd actually begin to pray for them. You know, so many of us are just all, you know, I hate my boss. Oh, I'm just a martyr for Christ here at work. And, you know, God, I love you, but, oh, you know about my boss. Instead, why not start praying for them? Maybe they would become a better person if you ask the God of the universe to step in with some of his unlimited power and maybe start to change their life a little bit. You know, we never think about that. You know, we never think about blessing. The Bible says, bless those that persecute you and not curse. And so maybe you need to start thinking an action for you this week would be, God, I got to put my boss on my prayer list, my daily prayer list. Or maybe you're a boss or a manager in here and you're saying, oh, the employees that work under me, they're so lazy or whatever. And you just say, you know what, I'm going to pray for them, that God would bless them. He would change them. He would change me in the process. And we could get along a little bit better. Is bless, bless them and not curse them. And remember that we're working for Christ. The slogan on the wall is our job is to win the world to Christ through God's power in us. And again, that's the whole world. Whatever world that we deal with around us, that means we take Jesus to work with us. We don't leave him. You know, we clock in, Jesus is out, and we clock back out, and then Jesus is in. It's that the whole world around us, in the marketplace, at school, wherever, that we're shining that light. We're winning the world to Christ. And again, we talked about not letting greed get a hold of us, not being at work for just the money and the material things, but really saying, God is enough for me. And it all comes back to what we talked about in the beginning. I'm continually filled and controlled by the Holy Spirit. I'm com completely surrendered to God in everything, and the money that I make, that's good. As long as my needs are taken care of, I don't need to stress myself out and, and strive for more and, and have greed and all of this lust and desire for more and more and more. God, you're enough for me, and I'm happy. Godliness with contentment. We talked that, about that last week. But here's an action that you can do this week is write a note to your boss, an appreciation note. Or write a note to your teacher. Or to, if you're, if you're a teacher, write a note to your, a student or to your employees, or to, to someone that's in authority over you or under you, just write them an appreciation note. Say, hey, thank you for being a good boss, even if they're not a good boss. Just write it anyway, because that may be the beginning of changing them and their attitude. Or just sending a little thank you note to, hey, thank you guys for being such good workers. Even if they're lazy and good for nothing, you just give it to them anyway <laughs> to encourage them. Because... You know why? Because there's people in here that are saying, I would never do that because they are good for nothing. I'm never going to appreciate them. But God's saying, do it anyway. 
and watch what I can do in this situation when you start to take an action like that. Something that will just blow their mind. And they know they're not, but that's going to put them on the spot to say, well, then i got to be more like that because they're appreciating me and expecting me to be like that. You never know what can happen just by taking an action like that, writing a note to someone, or adding them to your daily prayer list, like I said. There's one simple action that if you don't got the guts to work up enough of a physical action to write them a note or something, you can at least put them on your spiritual prayer list and start praying for that person. But why not just take the time this week to think about getting to know them? You know, you might find out that the reason your boss is such a jerk is maybe they really aren't a jerk, but they're dealing with some big crazy issue at home or the way that they've been brought up or or their boss above them. And all that's happening is that bitterness is leaking down now onto you. And they're not really trying to be a bad boss. It's just that they're dealing with some other issue. That happens a lot of times. See, a lot of times when we just get to know someone, understand where they're coming from, then we kind of don't have as much grief and as much problems when we just kind of see things from their perspective. And you know what? Maybe God could use you if you got to know that person a little better. Maybe God could use you to then shine the light into that person's life and to help them with whatever problem is causing them to be grumpy at work or whatever. And maybe it would change the whole perspective on everything. Maybe that person might even come to know Jesus Christ. But a lot of it is is put on us, that God's saying, you submit. You be the one that's going to change. You be the one that's going to take action on this thing. So what is it this week that you're going to do for your boss? or for your employees, or your, your teachers, or, or whoever, your parents? What are the things that you're going to take action on? And the last verses here is what we're going to be getting into next week, starting the new sermon series on spiritual warfare. Verse 10 says, A final word, be strong with the Lord's mighty power. Put on all of God's armor so that you'll be able to stand firm against all strategies and tricks of the devil. For we are not fighting against people made of flesh and blood, but against the evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world against those mighty powers of darkness who rule this world, and against wicked spirits in the heavenly realms. And what this is saying is, the minute you decided to submit to God and become a Christian, is the minute that you just chose sides. Is the minute that you made a big enemy, the worst enemy ever, and that's Satan, and all of his hordes of of spiritual forces and demons that want to pull you away and attack you now, because you're choosing to live on God's team, in God's family. And so whether you believe it or not, whether you can see it or not, it's happening. That there is a real enemy out there that's trying to to pull us away. He's trying to fight for our soul. He's trying to bring us down. He's trying to bring us away from the Lord and, and living for Him in His ways. So we have an enemy now. So we're in a spiritual battle every day. And that means that it's not stuff that we can see. It's stuff that is like, why is it, God, that out of the blue, my marriage was going so good and my wife just started attacking me today. What's going on? How, how come that's happening? Well, you've got to realize that there are spiritual things that are happening sometimes, and the devil uses people to influence other people. And why is it that you know, my work has been going so good now, and now what? They're laying me off, and they're saying I'm not a good employee, and this and that. What's happening, God? Well, we've got to realize that we're, we live in a fallen world, a world that isn't perfect, because sin came into it through Adam and Eve. We don't live in a perfect world. So some things just happen. But there's a lot of things that happen because there's someone behind it. There's an enemy behind it that's saying, I'm purposely right now trying to take you out as a Christian because I don't want you worshiping God. You used to belong to me on my team. What happened? You switched teams. I want you back. So I'm going to try my best to discourage you, to ruin you, to make you feel lonely, angry, bitter, depressed. I'm out to get you. And so as we get into the spiritual warfare series, it's learning to to recognize 
Hey, God, I realize that I'm under attack right now, and I need to fight against it. And as we get into this, we're going to be looking at how to defend ourselves against it, how to prepare ahead of time to put on all the equipment, the spiritual armor that God's given us, and above and beyond defending ourselves, that God's actually said, I've given you weapons to actually do counterattack, that you're not going to let the enemy attack you, and you're just going to be like beat up and stand there and defending yourself, but you can fight back. You can pray. You can go against the enemy. Come back at him on his terms and fight him back. And so as we go into this, this spiritual warfare thing, we're going we're gonna to learn all more about that. But I wanted to just kind of do this recap on all these five areas. We talked about being continually filled with the Spirit. How are you doing on that area? How are you doing in the area of submitting to other people? How are you doing in the area of having a successful marriage or dating re relationship in hopes of marriage someday? How are you doing in the area of children and parents? Because we're all children of parents in here, and some of us have children of our own. And then how are you doing in the area of loving your job? See, some of these you, you can look at, and you can maybe put a check next to. Oh, God's been doing a good job with me in my life. I've been taking action on this one. Oh, I've been really learning a lot. I've been doing good in that. But maybe there's some areas of this list that you're looking at in the notes going, well, I still need a lot of help with that. I think I still need to give this part of my life to God a little bit more. Well, I want to just kind of end this service tonight this is a bit, or today, as kind of a, an evaluation of our priority list. How are we doing in these areas? And what I want us to do is I want to just kind of pray for you, pray for all of us right now, that the areas that we're having a hard time with, that we could give them to God. We could thank Him for the good that He's been doing, but also we, can, we could learn to say, God, four out of five of these areas, I'm doing good, but this one right here, help. I need to give this to you. I need to submit this one to you. So I'd like you guys just to bow your heads and pray with me right now. But I want you to do something kind of symbolic. The Bible uses a lot of symbolism with physical actions that we do that symbolize something spiritual that's happening. And so I want us just to symbolically kind of put our hands out in front of ourselves as if we're, we're kind of offering something to God. And we're going to offer up whatever area it is that we've been talking about here that you're saying, I still got a hard time with. I still got to give this thing to God. So I want us to bow our heads and kind of just put our hands out in front of us as if we're holding something. And then we're going to pray. Lord, as we have our hands out right now, lifted to you, Father, in front of us, Lord, we're kind of doing something symbolically just to show that we want to give something up in our life, Lord, that, that we've, been, we've been working on these other areas of our life, Lord, but in one area here, we're struggling, Lord. Maybe it's dealing with our boss or dealing with um, our mom or dad or maybe it's just learning how to completely submit everything to you, Father God. Whatever area it is that we're struggling with or areas, Lord, right now we symbolically kind of lift them up and, and give them to you. We're saying here, take it, God. We don't know how to deal with this problem of our life, area of our life. It's broken. It's messed up. We've made mistakes. But Lord, here, we're giving it to you. You told us that, that the key to everything is laying everything at your feet and giving our whole life to you, not just parts of our life. So Lord, here's our life. Here's the broken parts. Here's the messes in our life. Lord, we're giving them to you right now. Lord, we're giving them knowing that you actually ask us for them. That you're not a God that's going to be bummed that we're giving them to you, but you're saying, please give them to me. I love you so much. I want to fix those broken areas. So, Lord, we offer them up to you. And, Lord, as we still have our hands out right now, Lord, to fill that place of emptiness and of hurt that we just gave to you, the brokenness, Lord, we're asking that you now fill our hands, fill our hearts, fill our heads with your Holy Spirit. That, that Lord, that you would just give us peace. You'd give us wisdom. You'd give us guidance in those areas that we just lifted up to you. 
That as we give things to you, Lord, you give us something back in return, and that's your Holy Spirit. And that's the power to get through all the other areas of our life. So, Lord, right now we receive your Holy Spirit. Lord, we ask for more of your gifts in our life. Lord, we're willing to take risks that say, God, I'm giving you every area of my life, and I'm willing to, to look foolish for you. I'm willing to, to, be, to be persecuted for you. I'm willing for anything to happen to me as long as I'm filling up with more of you. And Lord, we recognize that you're such a loving, loving Heavenly Father that you're not going to embarrass us. You're not going to hurt us. You're just going to bless us. So Lord, right now we're asking, we want more of you. We want more of, of you in our lives to direct us and to just, to just give us peace and to empower us. Lord, we want, don't want to run on our own power, but we want you to fill us with your power. Thank you, Lord Jesus. And as we're still praying, if there's anybody here today that you've never really made the commitment to Jesus Christ, you've never really asked him um, officially into your heart, you've never really given him the complete reins and complete control of your life, but you're saying, you know what? That's something that I want. I want to know that God can help me to get through all those relationship problems in my life and that there's a God that could be my Heavenly Father that loves me enough to forgive me of all my sins and to give me a beautiful life, that He's got plans for me that I could never imagine. And if that's you here today and you're saying, you know what, I want to be a Christian and I want to know it. I want to know that my sins are forgiven, I'm going to heaven, and that I have a relationship personally with the Creator of this universe. And so I'd like to say a prayer with you this morning that would invite Jesus into your heart, into your life, to do just that. And the way I'm going to pray is that I'm going to pray the words out loud. We're not going to embarrass you. I'm going to pray the words out loud. And if you'd like to pray this prayer, I want you just to kind of copy it along with me silently to, to the Lord, and He'll hear you, and He'll change your life. I promise you, starting today, if you give your life to Him, He will bless your life. He'll change you eternally. But the way that I'm going to know that we're going to be praying together is everybody's got their eyes closed and their heads bowed right now. If you'd like to say that prayer with me this morning, right here, right now, change your life. I'm just going to ask you just to look up at me and let me know that we're praying together. Again, I'll be speaking out loud and you just pray quietly, but you just got to let me know that we're going to pray together just by looking up at me right now. I'm going to look around. Good, I see one person. Praise God. I see someone else over there. Good, good. I see someone in the back. Three people. Thank you, Lord. Anybody else you want to make this commitment today to Jesus Christ? Just look up at me right now. If I don't see you, just kind of wave or something. I see you in the back looking up. Good. Praise God. Excellent decision. Anybody else? Are you looking up? Good. I see you too. Anybody else? If I didn't get you, just kind of put a hand up or something. Okay, for those five people that did look up at me, I want you to go ahead and look down now and just, re just kind of repeat the words silently to the Lord that I'm going to say out loud right now. Make my words your own words. Lord Jesus, I'm coming to you right now and I'm just, I'm just asking you that you would come into my life, that you would come into my heart, that you would begin to change me. Lord, I'm saying that, that I believe in what you did on the cross 2,000 years ago. You did for me. You died in place of me. Lord, you took all my sins on yourself and you put them to death once and for all. And Lord, I believe that you are the way, the truth, and the life, that you are the Son of God and I want to commit my life to you today. Lord, I renounce the way that I've been living for myself, and I want to say, I want to follow you. I want you to be Lord of my life. I want you to make the decisions for me in this life. I want to follow after you. I ask that you would just fill me with your Holy Spirit to empower me. And I may not even know what that really means, but I want more of you. I want it, and I'm welcome to it. 
I'm, and I just want more of you in my life. And so, Lord, change my heart, change my life. Thank you for forgiving me of my sins. Lord, I pray that you would just help me out in my newfound walk with you. Lord, that I would commit every single day to you to be continually filled and controlled by your Holy Spirit. Lord, I ask that you would surround me with other Christians that would just help me out and love me. And maybe I'll get involved in one of those mini churches just to, to be a part of the family of God. Lord, help me to, to read my Bible, to get a Bible and to read it and to begin to understand it. Lord, that I would learn how to pray to you, that you would speak to me as I speak to you. And that you would guide me and you would lead me and you would tell me things, ways that I could make my life better and live for you. Lord, help me to go get baptized as just a way of identifying with you and the rest of the body of Christ. Lord, that symbolically another symbol is that I would go under the water as a way of you going into the grave and rising again on resurrection. Lord, that I would die to my old sins and, and just come up out of that water just risen anew. Lord, that I could make a public declaration for the declaration I'm making in my own heart to you right now. But Lord, thank you for calling me your child and for blessing me and for loving me and for promising to care for me all the days of my life here into eternity. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.